No, first let's show her these. Huh? Eve, can I skate around your block? <laughs> How about it, Eve? Can you skate around your block? No. Just a few laps. It won't take long. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a movie podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are going Back to the Past, uh, 1999 that is, and joining me on this review of Blast from the Past is Alexa from You Can Rewind It. Hey, Alexa. Hello. Good to be back on with you. Yes. So if anyone missed you the first time, uh, you were on Can't Buy Me Love, which was one of the biggest downloaded episodes of uh, 2017 on the show. Oh, wow. That's, That's one of my favorite movies, though, I have to admit. Yeah, and it's it's a great fun '80s movie, uh, you know. And obviously, uh, I think you being the guest helped out quite a bit. <laughs> I hope so. Who knows? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It, I don't think people are, you know, coming on to listen to me. They they want to hear my guests. <laughs> oh yeah, that's probably, <laughs> uh, But yeah, in case anybody missed that episode, this is the first time they're hearing you. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what you and your husband Brock do on your show? Yeah, so we have our podcast is called You Can Rewind It. And basically the whole idea is my husband and I, he's the, the co-host, Brock, um, we are re-watching movies from our childhood, which is 80s, early 90s, and we're seeing if they still hold up today, if we still like them, kind of doing a little movie review. We try to throw in like a personal story or two, and um, it's just a fun, it's about 30 minutes long, and at the end we say if we would rewind it or not. Yeah, and those are always fun too because sometimes you just never know how either you are gonna go, oh, and I sometimes know. You, even you guys surprise each other too. That's the fun part, uh, I think, for for the listener. So um, obviously, uh, I love your guys' show. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad that you came back uh, to review another movie with me. So I definitely hope that any listener that has not checked out your show to go and check it out, so you can rewind it. Um, so again, you're joining me for a blast from the past. Uh, I I kind of realized. Uh, I guess I'm uh, I'm a fan of Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Yeah. Uh, this is I think the third movie I've covered with him in it. Uh, the first being School Ties, uh, which was a drama with him, mm-hmm. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, a lot of people in that one. It's a great movie. Uh, second one I think was Encino Man, and now this one. Yeah, I haven't seen him forever though. It seems like. Yeah, uh, he he took a bit of a hiatus, yeah, and okay. I I know he's kind of become I don't want to say a joke, but I know there's articles and stuff where people are asking like what happened to this guy because he kind of you know yeah he, uh, he started balding, started gaining like a lot of weight, but oh. I think he went through a divorce. I feel like I I'm hmm. obviously not up to date on the on you know pop culture, but I I feel like he was going through. Some personal stuff. So, uh, and I, we should just leave him alone. We should just let him be. Yeah, let let him do him, yeah. and he'll return when he's ready. But I think he is trying to make a comeback. So we'll see. Um, uh, before we get into the movie, uh, one of the things I like to do for any lo- new listeners, I do like to take a look back at the time of this movie's release and see what was out. Yeah. So, in the box office, along with this movie, we had Message in a Bottle. Uh, that ruled the box office that weekend. Coming in in second was My Fair Martian. And Blast from the Past came in in third that weekend. So, not not a bad uh, weekend. I, I am familiar um, with the other two movies. Just haven't seen them. I know. I... I, those don't even ring a bell to me. <laughs> What's message, like message in, in a bottle? bottle? I think isn't it like Kevin Costner? Oh. Yeah, it's Kevin Costner and Robin Wright Penn, uh, Paul okay. Newman. So I remember seeing that at the Blockbusters because I used to mm. work there. Matter of fact, I think it was in the theater when I worked there as well. Uh, and then my favorite Martian isn't that the TV Christopher Lloyd? It was a it was the movie remake of the TV oh. show. I thought that was my favorite Martian. I don't know. I that is my favorite Martian. Yeah. Okay. I said my fair Martian. I was like, I don't know if I've heard that. Um, I don't know. I didn't see either one of those, which is bizarre. But I'm pretty sure that I saw this one, and I might have seen it in theaters. Oh, okay. Might have. Might have. Yeah. So you saw this maybe just a few times then, you would say. Not 
Not often I've, enough. I haven't seen it a lot, but I when I watched it again, I was like, yeah, I've seen this movie. Okay. So yeah, um, I, I would say this is probably one of my favorite ones too. It's, I mean, it's got Alicia Silverstone. Uh, obviously, we all know her from yeah. Clueless and and the uh, Crush, perhaps. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw that one where she's like a fourteen year old girl and she has this super huge crush on Carrie Elwes, who is like her next door neighbor. Um, mm-hmm. at, at least that's how I remember it. But anyway, she's like psycho and like. She's, little the cream uh yeah teen crush um yeah yeah you're right uh i, I think it was like on hbo all the time and I, i'd watch it because mm. i was like hey it's the girl from clueless yeah guess what i guess what i found out about her what'd you find out that brock had a crush on her well he admitted um, it, he admitted it. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go I, yeah. I, I i can see why I yeah. can see why. I mean, when's the last time you guys watched Clueless together? Um, it's been a while, but you know, I really love Clueless. Yeah, I think you guys should do that on your show yeah. sometimes. I think yeah. that would be fun. I, I think it'd be. Fun. I, I want to hear him say it on the on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he just now admitted it. That's in the past, and you know what else is crazy? I just huh. recently saw her in a preview for. It was like one of those Diary of a Wimpy Kid yeah. movies. And yeah, she's the mom. I couldn't. I couldn't. Like, I knew I recognized her, and I'm like. Is that Alicia Silver's? Like, it's crazy. Uh, it blew my mind. Like, and it wasn't like she looked bad. I mean, she's she's much older, you know, as we all are, because everyone ages. Yeah. But right. I was just like, oh my gosh, that's her. That's when yeah. you know you're like old. Is like now these people that were you know these lead characters now they're playing somebody's mom, you know, and next she's gonna be someone's grandma or something. Yeah, no, it is crazy because I'm sure she's done, you know, things uh, in the in the past few years. But for those that aren't like huge movie fans or TV fans, I'm sure the last thing they saw her in was Clueless. So now, yeah. you know, she's in her 40s and you're like, wow, she looks old. But <laughs> if you've been following her, I'm sure she's been looking the same. I was recently yeah, told I went to a concert last night. And I ran into a lot of old friends, and so I posted a picture with one of the one of my old buddies, and a mutual friend of ours is like, "Oh, you guys both look old because he hasn't seen us in so long." We're like, "Wow, thanks." <laughs> I know. I always feel like it's other people look old. Like, oh man, they looked old. <laughs> yeah, Not me, exactly. just them, just everyone else aging around me. I don't want to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but I think I still look like I the way I did from high school. There Maybe you go. 40, 40 pounds heavier, but still, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the the number one song at the time of this movie's release was Angel of Mine by Monica. Okay. Is that one you're familiar I, with? I feel like I know it. Maybe you should the, sing a few bars in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I recall I Monica. It sounds words. just it sounds about right though. Like that would be a 1999 song. It definitely was, and it was actually the number one song also when Cruel Intentions released, which I did just a few episodes oh. ago. So uh, that's not often do I do movies that are close to each other that had the same number one songs. So there we go. Uh, huh. I wonder, now you're making me want to listen to it, because it's like, it's right there. on the. It's It's a great song. Okay. It is a great song. Uh, so, Blast from the Past. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Brendan Fraser plays a character named Adam here. Now, <laughs> Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek, they are Adam's parents. And in the 60s, they thought that there was this big Cuban Missile Crisis that was going to happen. And uh, for 35 years, they lived beneath the grounds in a fallout shelter. Um, <laughs> now, fast forward to present time. Uh, Adam is uh, forced to kind of go above ground to basically spend two weeks to not uh, only buy more supplies for the next, I don't know, maybe 30 years, but also he he hopes to find a uh, young woman to marry and uh, enter Alicia Silverstone. So we'll get into it. That's a little bit refresher for anyone that hasn't seen this in a while. Uh, so, uh, Alexa, you already mentioned that, you know, you recall that you've at least seen it um Mm -hmm. overall what did you think so i i have seen it like a long time ago and then i watched it again today and 
I I was pleasantly surprised. I was worried. I was okay. worried that it was going to be one of those where I was going to be like, ugh. Because I haven't even thought about this movie. This movie wasn't even on my radar. Uh, but, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised by the movie overall. It's pretty funny. Did, uh... It had some good parts. I'm kind of wondering how long it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He watched it, too. And we found ourselves, like, laughing. Yeah, I did, too. Uh, This is just a little under two hours, and I I thought it was actually pretty quick. And um, I haven't seen this since I've been a podcaster, and so I thought I was going to be pretty highly critical of it. But um, Mm -hmm. I think, like you, I, I had a fun, I had a good time with this movie, and I thought the writing was actually pretty darn good, and I, t- you know, took notes of some of the things I wanted to point out. Um, but let's just start off with the very beginning of the movie, real quick. We already kind of mentioned like the four main characters. Um, I guess the first question I have is that so it plays, takes place in like '62. Are they starting off with a like a uh, baby shower or something? Because you know, um, the mom she's pregnant, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of people over. Yeah, and they're kind of having a party, but it doesn't, I'm not sure if it was a shower. I thought it was like a party, but the people that are at this party, like, don't really like them, it seemed like, that they were kind of like whispering about them, like, they're weird. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and they're kind of like behind their back, kind of, and they're kind of setting up the story about these people that, like, I think that's the whole reason for the party and everything else is so these people can say, like, Oh, these people are, you know, this guy's kind of off his rocker and kind of right. set it up. Yeah, it's it's um it's one big old exposition in the very mm-hmm. beginning and we get it from all these different people who we never see again. Right. But I was just like what is going on because it seems like like uh I feel like maybe um it's Calvin, you know, who uh Christopher Lloyd, no, Christopher Walken plays Calvin, <laughs> the father. I feel like it's his party that he threw because it sounds like all the other wives are trying to fill in each other. Like, you know, what Calvin and his wife, um, I don't even have her name here. Is it Helen? Yeah, Helen, uh, the mom. They're all kind of not really quite gossiping, but they're, yeah, just talking about them. Like, like you said, we we get to learn everything here. We hear Calvin tell a joke, which comes back later on. We find out that he worked for Caltech, I think it was, and that he's just basically a genius. You know, he's uh, extremely smart. But I do like how there's this, uh, they're watching JFK on the TV, and he's talking about possible missile coming, and it's going to wipe out, I don't know how much, but Calvin gets so scared that he Mm -hmm. literally kicks everybody out. There's like Mm -hmm. 20 people there. Yeah. He kicks them out, and then they they go into the bomb shelter, the fallout shelter. And what do you think about the fallout shelter? I mean, that was pretty incredible. It's crazy that they're like getting locked in there. Like they, like I get it because he's like, we want it to lock so that we're not tempted to go up before the radiation is over. But I mean, just to hear that door right. like click. Okay, we're in here for thirty five years now. It's like. Uh, and you could see it on his wife's face, like, uh, but it was crazy. Like the whole setup, it looks exactly like their house. That's another reason for the party. I think they want us to see their house so that they could show us that this shelter looks like their house. Okay. That actually, um, you make a good point there. Now I might've missed it, but did it, did it look like they lived in a a regular suburban neighborhood with like neighbors and Mm -hmm. everything? They did. So I question how big is that fallout shelter? Does it go? Does it run beneath everybody else's house? Um, you know, like I bet it could be the same size as their house because, you know, it's like whenever I don't know if you have do you have basements? Uh, no, we have like a crawl space. So like people who have like a ranch style home and they have a basement, like their basement's huge because it's the same size as their house, except it's oh you know so. It probably might go a little beyond their property line, but I bet it was just probably huge, but it was underneath their house, but it went really far down. I, f- I feel like it's way bigger than their house because at one point, uh, Helen, the mom, she's like shopping in their part of their grocery store. <laughs> you know, she's got yeah, a shopping she's got cart like a, um, with Adam. Little, I mean, I think he was trying to make it like as normal as he could for her. And they yeah, don't really they have a backyard. You know, their backyard was just like a couple feet. And then it was like stuff, mm. like it's part of their stuff. So maybe it was also in their yard, like underneath. 
Yeah. And it was crazy. It was not super believable. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe they, um, you know, like filming it. It was just all on a soundstage anyway. But I, I like how like their their uh, main parts of the house looks like it's like in an IKEA store mm-hmm. you know, because there's no ceilings. Yeah, it <laughs> was anything, wild. So but she wanted a I ceiling. Like, like at the one point, she made him build her a ceiling in their room. Yeah, she's like, just so it looks a little bit more normal. Yeah, because I don't think she she didn't know if they were going to be staying down there. I mean, she brought her pot roast. Like, she was kind of like, okay, let's just ride this out. <laughs> we'll come back up. And then he was like, all right, 35 years. Your face was like, oh, my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. He didn't tell her. You know, she is not happy to hear that. Um, I would have lost my think- mind. But what could you do? You're locked in. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> what could you do indeed? You can't divorce them and look for somebody else, <laughs> at least not for the next 35 years. Yeah, it's going to be a miserable 35 years down there. Um, this movie does a really good job at like showing the progression of time. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's basically like a montage, you know. I mean, there's no music or anything like that, but we do see Adam growing. You know, he's like two years old trying to walk. Uh, we see him learn a few different languages, you know, not only French, but, you know, Tuesday is like Latin day or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, you know, they're raising Adam to be extremely smart and be just the perfect gentleman. I'm kind of surprised at something. I don't know if I should say or not. but No, go ahead. <laughs> so they're, they're down there and they're probably bored. But I'm kind of surprised they don't have any more kids. <laughs> yeah. I, you How know did what? they not have more kids? I don't know. I, I thought about that myself, but do you think that maybe the mom was just getting, like, cabin fever? Like, it's just, she hasn't been very, I don't know. I think she's just trying to pass time because she becomes a drunk. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, during that 35 years, she's drinking everything, and mm. you see her change. Um, Maybe that's what it is. And I don't know, but but Calvin, he spends a lot of time with his son, too, you know? They they do true. quite a bit together. I think he's more like a, a daddy's boy. Yeah, kinda. that's true. That's true. I agree. It seems like that a little bit. But uh, any... Let's see. I guess we don't spend too much time uh, down below, but I did like, you know, seeing him grow up. One thing that they... And this is skipping uh, far ahead here. But Adam is supposed to be like 35, right? Because that's that the lock is supposed to clo- uh, stay locked for. At one point, he's at a hotel, and the the bellboy thought that he was 25. Did mm-hmm. you did you think he looked 25? Or did you think he looked more like 35? Yeah, Brock and I actually talked about this because he's like he doesn't look 35. I don't think, and I said no. And I think it's because he like he wasn't exposed to sun, like. There wasn't anything harmful that he's exposed to, so he probably, like, his skin probably looks good. I don't know. I I was thinking that was it. You know, no sun damage, no... Um, I mean, I don't know how healthy... I guess they were growing a garden, so I guess he was eating okay, but maybe that's how he just, like, was able to not age as much. Yeah, I feel like about five years ago, he was on school ties. And if I remember correctly, a lot of them were in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. So he's got to be close to 30. Um, but when that was brought up, when Adam was just like, well, how old do I look? And he's the guy was like 25. I was just like, really? Because I thought, you know, he's playing 35. And I, I actually thought he looked 35 just because he's 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 a big guy, too. That's the other he thing. Is. He and is. I thought that... Uh, I thought it was supposed to be like a joke because, you know, Brendan Fraser was probably closer to 35 and that was just like an in-joke. Hmm. I wonder how old he was. It's interesting I, about him is, you know, he played in Ceno Man. He'd been in School Tides too, but it's like he he plays these like fish out of water type roles. He does. This is very much like that. This is a man out of time. But uh, he was born in 68. So okay. I think he was like 29 in, when he filmed it. Okay. Hmm. So just right in between the two ages. Yeah, was wasn't he in that movie Airheads? Was he in that? He was. He yeah, was the lead. Okay. Uh, he was the guitarist. I feel or the vocalist. Or... <laughs> yeah, he was in it's something in that. He plays these like kind of same roles, and maybe that's why he kind of went away for a while. Maybe he couldn't get to like that next level of deep that's acting. That's too bad because I mean I really enjoyed his early stuff, like uh, with Honors, which was basically. Like a School Ties Part 2 kind of mm-hmm. uh, with Joe Pesci. That was also a good dramatic role for him. He's done some good roles. Um, 
but you're right. I mean, there's other mm-hmm. stuff that maybe not as good, uh, like Dudley Do Right and um, the yeah. Looney Tunes Back to Action movie. Uh, but Mummy, <laughs> Mummy worked, you know, oh, kind of yeah, good. Oh yeah, that's true. That might know, be the latest thing. May maybe not be the greatest of acting there. Those were kind of enjoyable. Uh, let's jump to when uh, Adam does go above ground. Uh, but first <laughs> off, before he goes up, I like how Calvin, the dad, goes up to test everything. I feel like it's kind of a uh, uh, homage to Back to the Future, where Calvin comes up in the radiation suit. Yeah, you know, yeah, just like Marty McFly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought about the mom being a drunk, kind of like Lorraine in the very first 1985, uh, where she's um, you know drinking vodka all the time. So they come up, and the other progression of time is this mother and son who first owned like a milk shop, milkshake shop. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, the kid was like 15 first, and then, uh, then the next decade, it's a, is it just a regular bar? He's I like feel? a, yeah, it's kind of changing into a bar like in the 70s. Then the 70s, mm-hmm. they're like listening to Barry White, I think. And uh, yeah. at that point, he's like super like long curly hair. Yep. And then the next time we see him, we're assuming it's the 80s. And <laughs> it looks like it has gone to waste. Um, uh, he ends he's up, got a tattoo uh, he, on his forehead, like of a son. <laughs> and his mom, she says like the neighborhood has gone to hell. And she'll just give him the bar because he, he was saying that he'd buy it from her. Uh, so that's how bad things have gotten. And so I like that. That way, we we as the audience aren't so bored just watching like the Weber, Weber's Weber's what what is uh, Weaver? Was it was it Weaver or Weber? I don't even I don't, remember. I Weber is Weber. Uh, Weber. Okay. Weber two Adam, B's. Adam Weber. Adam Adam Weber. Um, so the Webers, you know, like so we don't get too bored just watching them mm-hmm. uh, through the year. So I do like the little back and forth because it, it's kind of funny this other mother and son. But Adam <laughs> comes up. And he meets Eve at a baseball card shop. You know, he's got like all these baseball cards and uh, he needed more money. And so the way they meet is that uh, this guy at the baseball card shop was going to give him, I think, $500, right, for this Mickey Mantle card. He was was trying to buy the entire box of cards. He was going to he was trying to rip him off big time. Big time. So not just for the one card, but the entire set of Mm -hmm. cards. And Alicia Silverstone, who I don't know if she was already going to quit. For some reason, she mm. just comes from the back room and all mm. of a sudden it's like, hey, uh, you know, she kind of jumps in this whole deal. It's like, that guy's ripping you off. Like this Mickey Mantle card alone is worth like $4,000, which um, on IMDb three years ago, it was valued at $525,000, uh, oh which was sold at an auction. Mm. So worth a lot of money. He had a whole box full of cards, like old cards that his dad had kept because he's, you know, and they're in mint condition because they've just been sitting in that box in the shelter. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think about them meeting Adam and Eve, too? I, I thought it was a little groany, I guess, for that guy to point out, oh, Adam and Eve, you guys would be such a perfect couple to, uh, together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of cute, I guess, Adam and Eve. I don't know. I, I try not to take it too serious. <laughs> it's such a crazy... The whole thing's got a crazy concept, but... This cute. movie was... Um, it was directed, and the story was also by uh, Hugh Wilson, who also did, like, a Police Academy. And I did notice a, a couple actors from, from those movies that were in here. Mm. Uh, what do you think about when Adam first, you know, uh, started walking around, saw the sky for the very first time? Oh, that was really sweet. Just because I can't imagine like what that must have been like that. And then when he saw the ocean, like just those two, those two scenes, you know, he doesn't know what he's missing. I mean, that's why the mom is down there this miserable because she like she knows that she's missing seeing the sky and she's missing seeing the ocean and smelling fresh air. Well, he has no clue because he's been his whole life down under there, never seen the sun. I'm surprised you yeah. didn't get like a big time sunburn or something. Yeah, for for being out there too long. Uh, I always remembered from the trailers the line when he reads into the blackmail lady. What are you looking at? Oh, my lucky stars, a Negro. Say what? How do you do, ma'am? I do all right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but not only that, it's like it's a a woman, you know, that's a a mail carrier, you know. I 
apparently he only watches like I Love Lucy and all those reruns you'd see on Nick at Night. I don't know if you ever see a male carrier, and if it do, it is a white male. Yeah, you know? so that's true. it's gotta be something for him to see that. My daughter, actually, our, my fourteen-year-old uh, watched this with us as well, and she was like, "There was a joke in there that she didn't get." You know, when they when they meet the friend, I'm forgetting what the friend's name is now, but you know, she has that Troy. friend Troy. Uh-huh. And he just says something, and then she's like, he says, or she's like, and he's gay, or I'm gay. I forget how he says it. And um, and he and he's like, well, good for you. <laughs> and she's like, why is that funny? <laughs> you know, because she does it. I'm like, well, because he think in his mind he thinks, oh, he's just a really happy person. Because right. that's the word that he associates with it. But she didn't get it. Like she didn't understand that that was even a thing. <laughs> oh, that's too. <laughs> so cute. she was like. What's why is he saying? What's so funny about that? <laughs> yeah, I think Eve. She was saying like, "Oh, that's where Troy goes to meet girls," and then she pauses and she whispers, "He's gay," and then and then Adam's like, "Good for you!" <laughs> like I love that. It was great. <laughs> I just love his. He's just got this like childlike innocence about him. Yeah, he hasn't quite grown up, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a uh, again jumping ahead a little bit. I just love how there's one moment Troy. He says to Adam, he's just like. You know, you're a very nice boy. What she needs is a really nice man. And mm. so, uh, so let me ask you this. What do you think mm. about Brandon Fraser in this role? Um, you know, I liked him. I thought he was good to carry it off because he is such like a big, strong man. So I think it would be harder for like a, you know, not as like very masculine man to pull it off. Like, I like think- uh, what, what about uh, Jim Parsons from Big Bang Theory? Like, you think he could have pulled this off? No, no, I don't think no. so. I, I'm thinking no, because that was kind of the kind of like how it worked is like, yes, he had this like childlike innocence. So it's like, well, I can't see him as a man. But then he was in like this man's body, like no I doubt about it. It's, it's kind of ironic. Right. So like because he's in this like very manly body and he, but yet he's got like a very boyish personality at this point. You can kind of see like, oh, well, he's still like very hunky, even though he's obviously got issues or whatever you're going to think of him. I found him really charming in this movie, but the only thing that bothered me was his hair. There was something (laughs) about it. Like it looked like a wig Uh, or weird flat top thing. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't think and I don't think the excuse is like, oh, well, that they were styling it, you know, for the 60s. Like, I don't think that's it at all. It The hair doesn't, it looks like a hair piece, you know? And I thought that maybe it was going to be something where uh, Troy takes him out shopping and then they were going to get his hair done. But it looked the same. I wonder if he's just going like bald. And that's why <laughs> they had to give oh, him a different hairdo. I don't that know. could be it. That could be it. <laughs> if he was having bald problems. Uh, there was one point that i uh i missed when they were still in the fallout shelter um the father calvin he was trying to teach adam about baseball and he's like so there's a pitcher and he's like mm-hmm. what's baseball it's a game son i explain it pretty easily see there's a there's a pitcher oh like a painting no a, a pitcher like one of mom's no, there's a man who throws the ball to a man who has a bat. Oh, the nocturnal flying mammal. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Something scientific. It just shows like how much, how smart like Calvin was and, and, and schooled him all these years. So it was like little touches mm-hmm. like that that made me appreciate the writing. Well, it's kind of like too when they were saying like he's from Alaska and and so then Troy's like, oh, you're from Alaska? And he just starts questioning him about Alaska. But of course he knows all the answers because he's very he's very studied. So he knows all these facts about Alaska. Right. That's his excuse. Like, he's from Alaska. <laughs> well, he's from Alaska, you know. <laughs> he's, he's strange because he's from Alaska. I almost thought that um, something that he learned was outdated. You know, when Troy asked him about, like, the, the capital... You know, between Angrich and Juno, and the way he answers it, it made Troy question him, and then he gets up and leaves. At that point, I remembered that he was going to go check. You know, he was probably going to go do some googling himself. Mm-hmm. But, um, but his reaction made me think, like, ooh, is that an old, like, old fact that they updated? Oh. So, yeah, one of those things. But, um, 
One thing that I missed is that when Calvin, when he first came up in the radiation suit and he's seeing how the world has changed, thinking that, you know, uh, there's, there's this uh, trans, I don't know if it's a transgender or just a regular transvestite that he runs into. Um, he mentions <laughs> to Helen that people have mutated, that they're like multi-gender. <laughs> yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. I like the this one point, he said there was something wrong with the automobiles now because it was like a... Uh, uh, a car with hydraulics but then if you think about it it was like a impala which is probably one of the last cars he saw before going underground so it's the same type of car he's seen mm. but now it just hops so i thought that little bit of detail <laughs> too was kind of nice yeah he goes into an adult um, bookstore he gets completely like like you see him go in and then back out and he's like whoa so he, he screams, tells him right yeah so he tells him like don't go in. He doesn't want his son in there. So he tells him there's toxic gas or whatever in the right. store not to go o- in Odorless, there. odorless yeah. gas. Yeah. So <laughs> that part was that part was great. Especially when Adam does go up there and he starts yelling like, watch out. Yeah, there's... yeah he's telling the guy, go, move. Yeah, um, yeah that was pretty that funny. Was uh, so Eve, he and uh, Adam ends up hiring her for a couple weeks um, to help him basically get around town help him buy all of the supplies that he needs. And he just says that it's for people who are in need, not quite starving yet. And so she probably (laughs) thinks he's some kind of humanitarian. Um, But also he does ask her to help him find a wife, which kind of has her questioning things. But basically he just wants to meet a nice girl uh, from Pasadena. So I don't know too much about California, but I I feel like that's some type of shade, right? Like Pasadena is not where you want to go find women. It must be, so she makes a comment about it, like not, maybe not getting someone from the valley. And you're right, I don't know a lot about California either. And uh, having just like watched a movie about California and they talk about like Reseda, like, oh, he's from Reseda. It's like, oh, is that a bad thing? Like, I don't even know. I guess it was. Not from the hills or the valley or wherever. They just assume that we know what the good parts, you know. It'd be like me trying to like tell them about the parts here, and they'd be like, "What? Yeah, Why is like, that uh, bad?" I guess we wouldn't really quite know the difference between like Boulder and Aspen and Peoria and all that. Like, what? What? Um, but it kind of kind of reminded me of like yeah. coming to America, where Prince Hakim's like, oh, "I want to go find a wife. Let's go to Queens." <laughs> <laughs> and it's perfect. like the worst place, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of like that. Yeah, probably so, because you know he's he even tells her he's like, "I need a girl from Pasadena who's not a mutant." Right, because his mama warned him about mutants too. <laughs> well, I think she wanted him to pick a girl from Pasadena. Yeah, she did. Yeah. No mutants, okay. girl from Pasadena, but no mutants. I got it. Okay, <laughs> um, so let's talk about when he goes to uh, the hotel. Uh, I thought it was really funny when he's trying to check in, and uh, he goes to this this woman, and she's like, "Oh, I'll need a card," and he's like, "A card." And then he had just paid Eve with a baseball card. He's like, ah. So he pulls out a baseball <laughs> card for her, too, thinking that's how you pay for things around yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, how would he know? How would he know any better? Exactly. So I think it's like those little touches that I, I you know, I, I find really funny. Um, so I think the next scene is really funny, too, when he's talking to the bellboy, which I kind of mentioned earlier. That whole exchange uh, was pretty funny, too, because <laughs> he Adam takes a moment. And he's like, oh, my mom told me this. Which I'm starting to kind of, I'm kind of missing her right now. It's my first night away from home. And the guy's like, yeah, <laughs> like you, you can totally tell. <laughs> yeah, it was, that part was great. He's just, I love, I loved his delivery because it was very easy. It was very believable yeah. that he would just be like, oh, okay. He's good at playing that like straight face. So earlier you mentioned the scene uh, where they went to the beach and I thought it was a great scene too where Adam got to see the ocean for the very first time. Because I think earlier it was either him or his mom kind of mentioned something about the ocean. Uh, So I thought that was really nice to see. But also he was uh, rollerblading around the beach, um, you know, the pier or uh, boardwalk. I don't don't know where it was. But uh, there was a moment where he walked by like a bunch of homeless people, I guess. And you see that he just looks saddened to see that I, um mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of a nice touch but i feel like maybe that i don't know if you want to call it a missed opportunity but 
if you, he has that reaction, I feel like maybe he might want to buy them something. You know what I mean?、Mm. Like, why, why else show us that? Because then you just undercut that moment to have him go run into the ocean, which is, again, that's a great moment too. Yeah, before he, before he does his ocean jump, he like checks out some bikini wearing、uh, rollerbladers. And yes, that was, you know, <laughs> hey, sure, I get that. But what I found unbelievable is both of them、uh, rollerblade by and wave at him hi. So what I find is that, <laughs> let's see, there's at least five women that hit on him. You know, like, what do you think of, of Adam Weber here? What, what do you think about him? Like, first impression, if you didn't really talk to him just yet, but if you just met the guy, what would your impression be? Hmm. I mean, he does, he does kind of give off a really strange, like, he's got no game. And,、right. and why would he? I mean, he's been watching Honeymooners and what about his, what uh,、else? Congressional、uh, Medal of Honor uh, uh, line, you know, which was obviously a, a joke. It was just a bad one. I, th- I think, well, she had told him to, they had told him to lie. So he did come up with a lie. And I think that maybe, maybe they were like, oh, that's cute. Like, that's unexpected. So that could be intriguing to a woman. Like, okay, it's not the same old, same old with him. And then you see his dance moves. You know, he's got, he's got the moves. He just busts out. Mr. Zoot Suit and you know, twirling the ladies around, and you might be like, Oh, well, he's a good dancer. One of my favorite scenes, it's a good scene, really good scene. And they just happen to be great dancers, too. You know, oh, absolutely. I mean, and <laughs> and it's a、uh, apparently it's the same move that his mom's been teaching him all 35 years, which he mentions too. Like, oh, I've been taking dance lessons all my life up until like two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he does the finger wagging move. Oh, yeah. It reminds、yeah. you of those like Looney Tune cartoons.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I remember those. It was, a, it was a bit of a cheesy moment, but I like how he's looking over at Eve and waves at her, and she's just kind of like, what is going on? She, she's like getting the feels. You know, she's clearly jealous because、yeah. there's two women that are like just throwing themselves on him. But not only that, there's Sophie. Sophie. Yeah, that Sophie. was、uh, the, the, the woman that spoke、him. French. Yeah. She, she to take looks home so、stuff. familiar. I pulled her up、uh, briefly on IMDb. I didn't, I, I don't remember seeing anything that stuck out.、Uh, but, she kind of looked、yeah. like Marie Osmond in a weird way to me. I, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, She's like、uh, the actress, I think it's like 59 now. Okay. So. Yeah. I think, I think he just wouldn't even know if a woman was really hitting on him. Like he's just. Oblivious yeah, to all that. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't know what to do. And some women probably find that attractive. You know, oh, you sure. You want some you know, guy coming up and、innocent. giving you the same old lines, and you got this guy, and he's kind of, you know, he's a handsome guy, but he's not trying to, you know, get a, tell you a line, or, and then he's a good dancer. So who knows? I really like this、uh, scene in the club because you, you get a little bit from everybody.、Uh, Troy has a nice moment in here as well.、Um, But also, there's something that happens in this,、uh, in the club scene that <laughs> since I've seen it, I have used it in life.、Uh, it's where、uh, I think Eve introduces Adam to like two guys,、uh, Jonathan and somebody else, I forget. But Adam, he says that his mom taught him that if he uses their names like、uh, a few times in a very short period, you'd remember it easier. So I do that when I meet people. I try to use their names a few times so I can always remember. So I learned something from this. That helps、um, you? Does it help you? It has. Oh, that's it has. good. That's it, good. It, it's something I've always remembered. Because、uh, they do make a comment in this movie <laughs> later on that,、uh, you know, Adam's parents are just basically like,、uh, they just. Taught them very well. Like they have all these different lessons and life learning lessons that are just very useful. The best part of the club scene for me is when he confronts the boyfriend, the ex. Cliff. Yes, Cliff. And he does those, he does those like 50s boxing moves on him, you know, <laughs> and it's hilarious. That part was so funny. You know what was funny is like、uh, when that very first confrontation, Adam's like, well, Cliff, I, I have to warn you that I can defend myself. <laughs> like, it's just the way he says it. <laughs> He's so, so he basically... calm. <laughs> He's so calm, and, and、uh, Cliff keeps trying to sucker punch him. And every time、like、he does, he's like, pop! <laughs> That was part、really、was、good. great. 
It was great. It was. It was. Um, I I was definitely laughing out loud. And you see, there's like the bartender that's standing there. Everybody's just watching, waiting to jump in in case things get bad. Yeah, <laughs> and, it was awesome. And, the guy uh, just gives up. He's like, all right, I'm out of here. Like, and, and One more swing. <laughs> I've tried to blindside you like three times and it hasn't worked. But Adam is so apologetic too. He's like, "I'm, I'm sorry." Like he keeps coming after me. <laughs> it's just a reflex. It was good. <laughs> yeah, it was a great. It was a great part. So Eve goes home with Troy, and I I forget what kind of happens because Adam goes home with Sophie, but she thought that um, he went home with those two women, the the blondes. Mm-hmm. But she is not happy when she finds out that it's Sophie. No, I. There's got to be like more. Is there like more backstory to Sophie? I wonder. That what I I feel that uh, Sophie gets around. Hmm. You know, she's got a bit of reputation because Troy obviously knows who she is. I feel the backstory is that maybe Sophie went after like one of hmm. Eve's ex boyfriends or something yeah. like that, or maybe she hooks up with every guy that Eve has been with. Yeah, there's like no love lost for Sophie. Yeah, um, it's. You know, I all we the, the only bad stuff we know is from the other people. Like mm. from what we saw, she spoke French. She she seemed nice to Adam, and that was it. So yeah, who knows? She could have been a very nice young woman. Uh, however, wh- why did why was it that Adam left? He left her house because he just he didn't feel comfortable being there. Is all like I don't think she did anything bad. It almost makes me wonder if there wasn't some like deleted scene there with him and Sophie. It could be, but mm-hmm. I don't know if we needed it because yeah. he tells us anyway that it happened. So yeah, true. There's really no sense in seeing it. Mm-hmm. It could have been funny though, like could have been her coming on to him and him like what and taking off running. Huh? But this scene really worked for me because we see how angry um, Eve gets because she even screams, you know, the thought of Adam with Sophie right now. So she tries to, like go to Sophie's house, but there's Adam, scares her right out of the car. Somehow she just like oh, flips over. That was hilarious. That was really funny when she falls out of the car. And the other thing was they didn't, I didn't think they tried to make her, like I thought that Alicia Silverstone looked looked pretty, especially like her hair I thought was pretty, even though, you know, it's an older style hair, with, but I thought she looked really pretty. But her clothing was just they didn't try to over like make her look gorgeous. I think they uh-huh. tried to make her look very attractive, but not over the top. Yeah, and just like like she's just an ordinary girl. I don't know how else to word this, but I felt it a little unrealistic that she would have worked at like that sports memorabilia place. You know, especially mm-hmm. you know she. I mean, she wasn't dressing sports like she dressed like she should have been. I don't know, working somewhere else. It, gosh, I, I don't want to say throw something out and sound so stereotypical. Like, oh, that Peter. <laughs> of course, he would, he would say something like that. Oh, she works behind a desk or at mm-hmm. a doctor's office. Like, I, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but she didn't look like she'd work in a sports place. I just, you know, I think that's just one of those plot devices. Like, you know, because it's just way too convenient for them to meet there. But, yeah. Yeah, she could have easily had just been somebody who just was a big fan of sports and didn't work there. But you know, we have to get. From well, a she to needed B to get fired. She had to get fired so that she could get hired by him. That's a good point. So there is a bit of a setup there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talked about the point where Troy quizzes Alaska. This is, um, I think, this is kind of. No, it might be two different times. But what do you think about the um, Adam applying first aid to uh, her little boo boo? <laughs> that's very sweet that's like little, you know little sensual so, yeah and uh again you know like she's wearing like sweatpants she's wearing like a nice top and sweatpants of course her sweatpants rip and she gets a scrape on the knee and that that leads up to the whole kiss there was the a lot of kiss. kiss there was a lot of kiss. not only not only was it a first kiss mm-hmm. it was actually a decent first kiss so i, I question Adam, mm-hmm. hey, did you practice somehow? We just never seen it. Yeah, because those <laughs> old shows, I don't think showed kissing anyway. Probably not. I mean, it, that's <laughs> that's pre Brady Bunch, which yeah. where uh, Mike and Carol slept in different beds. Yeah. Well, no, I no, love no. Lucy slept they in shared, different beds. 
No, I think Mike and Carol were the first to share a uh, share a bed. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, they were always reading books in bed. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, they slept in separate books. So I, I mean, books beds. <laughs> so I wonder how he knew how to kiss. But clearly, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to screw up a moment with Adam, like not knowing what to do. You know. Well, but, uh, yeah, he screws fine. it up pretty good afterwards when he makes those comments that scare the heck out of her. Yeah, and he knew. I mean, how else do you say it? Because she she basically forced him to tell her the truth in the club, but they got interrupted. Mm-hmm. So this was the moment to kind of bring that back up again because, you know, she made him tell her. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he says, look, my parents live in a fallout shelter, and my dad told me to bring a healthy young woman back, and you look plenty healthy to me. Mm-hmm. You know, how creepy is that, right? Yeah, and he even said he was going to bring her underground. So, I mean, that's... Oh, right, exactly. So after they context. kiss, like after they have this kiss and everything is good. And then all of a sudden he says that it's like, are you kidding? Like, I'm sure she's thinking, are you kidding me? Like, I, I find a guy, I'm kind of falling for him. Our kiss is great. And then he tells me that, you know, I look healthy enough to take underground to be, it's like, oh no. Right. It's gotta be and like, so, oh. so the next day she calls a doctor. You know, like a psychiatric doctor. Yeah, she's ready to have him committed. <laughs> have him committed. And it's so, isn't it heartbreaking too? Because she's like, look, Adam, I think it's for the best. And he's like, well, Eve, you know, if if you say so, you know, this <laughs> yeah. you, you, this is what you want. And I love you, so I'll, I'll do it. But it's so funny because he's like, he runs away. That was and great. Comes, that was great. He comes back. He's like, "Here, here's more cards. Please pay off all my debts. <laughs> I'll never, you know, uh, I'll never bother you again. Please, I just want to go home." It's uh, it, it's it was heartbreaking at first, and then it turns into like a really funny scene. And I just love it when he backs out of the driveway and right into that oh. woman's car. Oh yeah, it was great. Oh yeah, and that's not like a a little ding. Oh no, he like plows into her car. <laughs> And you know yeah. it right away, even before she says it, you know that's her car. Like, you just know that's she's going to be like, that's my oh, yeah. car. <laughs> that was a great, that was a great scene. And I really love the character of Troy. He's great. He's, He's got a lot so of really funny. good lines. He is so funny. He just adds that, that, um, the comedy and then, you know, just also kind of the voice of reason to her. Yeah. And I, I just like how they don't try to make it like a complete joke that he's gay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they introduce him. Okay, he's gay. But, you know, he's not out here doing stereotypical stuff to be like the butt of a joke. Mm-hmm. You no, know, no. so um, he takes Adam shopping. That's about as feminine as he gets. Yeah. I feel. No, he was he was yeah. a good character. He was he was really good. And Brock really likes lines. that that actor, too. Like, he's a big fan of his. Is that right? I I know I, I saw some credits of his, but I don't recognize him in anything. I'm pretty sure he's from Kids in the Hall. I hope that's right. Oh, okay. But that's Not like what he loved that show. <laughs> he loved that show, and he was like so thrilled to see that guy. And he was he really liked that character too. We were laughing. Uh, he was definitely uh, a good character right here. I I can use like a um. You know, like a, a sequel, you know, or a spinoff with with Troy, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder what he's been up to lately. I, he's been in stuff, and I think he also produces stuff, or he's involved behind the camera now too. Sure, that guy. I, I feel like a lot of people they get into those type of roles as they get older, you know. Um, so after committing Adam, basically, like Troy <laughs> is like. Like, look, <laughs> he was a nice guy, and you tried to have him committed. But they go, <laughs> like, to his hotel room to pick up, like, the rest of his cards. And there, they find, like, the stocks from, like, these old companies, like Polaroid. It was, like, IBM. Um, IBM, yeah. which is no longer around. Right. But at the what time, I bet it was, worth, you know, it's, yeah. like, Polaroid, too. I mean, they kind of made a comeback. I don't know if they're still Polaroid or what, but. I had a Polaroid. Isn't there like a Polaroid phone? Uh, I had this awesome Polaroid camera that I loved. And I got it. And I just remember I just took pictures of like all my stuffed animals. Like I went through the entire thing of film, which was really expensive at the time. (laughs) And then I was, of course, I was like, mom, I need more film. And she was like, no way. She's like, you can't 
just get film all the time for this camera and take pictures of your stuffed animals. And speaking of film, the, you know, the young people, they're not going to uh, know what like those kiosks are where you used to just take like your roll of film to and they'll just develop it. Mm-hmm. I know. The it. days. Well, that's why uh, this was so cool is because you could instantly see the picture. That was amazing right. at the time. Because if not, you would have to wait. You know, that's why you got a lot of really bad pictures. Cause you had no idea what your picture looked like until you got it back. Yeah, I think um, I remember when Outkast came out with the song Hey Ya. You know, in that line with like, shake it like a Polaroid mm-hmm. picture. Yeah, you sit I there think and Polaroid shake went it. back up again. Yeah, and I think, I think Polaroid was making money off of that. But uh, yeah, in the hotel, Eve and Troy, they find... The stocks, which we mentioned, but then they find like a old tube of toothpaste, mm-hmm. which is like trademark 1961. Doesn't toothpaste go bad after some time? I feel I thought about that. And you know, it was Ipana toothpaste, which of course reminds me of Greece. Okay. Did that remind you of Greece? Because I, I, I saw it one time when Jan does the commercial. She's she's copying it and she's like doing the brush up, brush up, brush up. It's the new Ipana. I never knew what Ipana was until like I talk- she's like, oh, yeah, that was like an old toothpaste. Like that's an old brand of toothpaste. So one that you you would have never used and I would have never used. Right. And uh, Troy even says that he remembers it. So mm-hmm. I, I think that they could have made a poor decision to have him say like, oh, I remember this from Greece. So I'm glad that it was just like something he remembered as a kid. Yeah, that's true. That's the only ta- that's the only thing I know about it. And so I know it's old. They should bring it back. Yeah. Let's start a campaign. <laughs> so Troy and Eve, they start looking for Adam, can't find him. Uh, and then we get like the scene where Adam leaves uh, Eve a voice, uh, yeah, a voicemail, an actual f- voicemail on a voicemail recorder. Uh, she's not home because they're out looking for him. And mm. I've always thought that this was just weird and too coincidental. You know, she they happen to be driving and she looks up and she sees him walking by but he had yeah. just gone to the payphone to leave her a message so right it works but i'm just like oh how convenient yeah that was like old school we call that answering machine that, that's what i meant to say voicemail <laughs> like, what is, answering machine see it's been so long yeah. since i've used one and we're just so used to like oh i got a voicemail notification on my phone mm-hmm. answering machine people yeah so. answer so yeah he left her answering machine message and yeah he was walking back from the payphone which i mean you can't have a 80s 90s movie without seeing a payphone that's right and um check check that one off but if he if she did not see him there how would she have ever found the guy she doesn't know where he lives she doesn't i mean he's underground right that's a good point because she would have gone back and heard his voicemail on the answering machine Mm-hmm. Or okay, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he didn't leave like an address or anything, just in case you know um, she wants to go see him or something. So I do wonder what would have happened. Yeah, if he she never just looked up and you know coincidentally saw him walking by. I think they were gonna lock themselves back in too. Aren't they gonna lock it back for like well, ten years? Okay, I don't remember the exact time frame, but I remember Helen, the the mom, trying to tell Calvin like. You know, is that really necessary? I mean, look, there was no radiation. It wasn't really a bomb. Yeah, so so I don't I don't remember if they were gonna actually, you know, if they actually decided what they were gonna do because that's when Adam and Eve actually come back down, right? Well, you know, she never she never knows it wasn't like she at the very end is when he tells the father that there was never a bomb, and he's like, "Don't tell your mother," probably because she would kill him. Because that meant she spent 35 years in that place for nothing. But I feel like she did mention it because cause Adam's walking all around, you know, because he, he's come down before, hasn't he? Well. Or did he disappear th- just at one time? Well, he's come down, but they don't they don't think that there's any like uh, more radiation. I think they just I think she's just afraid because of all, you know, the mutants and everything that. That he told her. Because now he's scared. I think that was the whole point of him going up. The dad going up. He gets scared. He And he doesn't understand any of it. So he comes down and he tells her. And so now they're kind of like, oh, there's mutants up there. Like, we can, we don't want to go up there. They have no desire to go up there. But yeah. they don't really know that uh, those aren't mutants. That, like, nothing actually happened until he finally tells his dad the truth. 
And I like how, you know, they introduce uh, Eve, you know, to, to his parents. And what what uh, background does she come from? Because I know that later on, Calvin's like, what is she, Russian? You know, because isn't oh, she yeah. like Polish yeah. or something? Or? Yeah, uh, I think he says she's U- from the Ukraine. Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then she tells the mom they, they she's, from the she's, uh, she's from Pasadena. She's from Pasadena. Right. Just to yeah, make sure you can that's tell all that she's smooth. lying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm from Pasadena. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot that um, Alicia Silverstone was in Batman and Robin. I just pulled it up real quick to see how old she was. She's only 41 right now. Okay. So, yeah, she's still pretty young, too. It seemed like she was gone for a while, though, like, not doing projects that I that I was seeing. Like, like I, that's why I was so shocked to see her in that movie. I was like, is that her? She right. back? She's making a comeback? So if she was in stuff, I don't, I wasn't, it wasn't stuff that I saw. Yeah. Was she on like Lifetime, like you know, Hallmark movie or something? <laughs> you know what? Who I, knows? I'm I sure. don't know. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> so they end up, uh, I guess, selling all the rest of the cards and building, you know, the uh, the home all over again somewhere else, you know, on their own land. So I thought that was kind of cool. That was really sweet. That was sweet. One part I liked when they were still beneath the ground, like the father, he was trying to tell him like the birds and the bees. He, he was like, he's like the you know, and the something swims into the egg, and then Adam's like, but why? He's like, you know, because it must. <laughs> like that's that's like the whole joke that he's told. Like, well, not quite a joke, but that's it. that's his explanation to something he can't answer. Just because, because it must. Well, he <laughs> was like, so excited. Why? The dad was like loving it down there. Like he was so excited to be down there. Yeah, well, I mean, it it makes sense because he was kind of socially awkward, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't really care for anybody else. He would have been perfectly happy down there. It was her that was missing everything. And, and so he was just, you know, he had his fish. That was kind of cool. He had this, he was like spawning fish. Yeah. He was uh, growing like under the light, like the, was it hydro? I forget what that's called. Like when you grow the plants, maybe. And I don't know if he's growing them in water or what, but he was growing like a little garden. Yeah, yeah. So they would have I don't fresh know what it's food. called either. And I'm it, definitely they not were, a botanist. They were powering <laughs> everything by these yacht batteries. Oh, right. Because he drops that line like uh, at the party in the very beginning of the movie. He goes, I could take a yacht battery and make it last forever <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I just I th- I think it's just so outrageous. That's how smart he is. And there's one point that uh, Adam defends his father from the bellboy too. You know, he's like, "Oh, you know, your father's smart." He's, and then he pauses. He's like, "My mm. father's a genius." Yeah, you know, definitely. <laughs> and the guy's just like, "Right." Well, because he yeah. hides it. He is. He, he hides it from all those contractors, like hiring different people and telling them different things, so that nobody really knows that he's building this thing. That's right. From out of town and only for short periods. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's very, very smart. clever. Absolutely. But then again, like what if something would have malfunctioned? You know, right before the lock opens, it looks like stuff is dwindling. Like stuff is getting ready to go out. Did you notice that? Like right. it's it's yeah. done. And I'm thinking, well, what if they like lost power and then the door wouldn't open? Then they just die down there. The other thing I find a little bit unbelievable is the fact that, uh, you know, when they were starting to build like that new business above their house and there's a point where there's like diggers and construction workers, they hit something metal and they're like, oh, it must be a septic tank. And they decide to build the foundation over it anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about like, you know, pipes and drains and all that stuff like that? That part, I just like, I, you know, you just got to go with it at that point. You know, you're just like, all right. But they tried addressing it. I was concerned when they said that, that like they weren't going to be able to get out because they've put a foundation over there. That's a good point. And just conveniently, their elevator happens to go through whatever the floor is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was like, they're going to like the door's going to open and they'll be like, oh, <laughs> we can't get out. But yeah. that wasn't the case. It just busted right through. Uh, so that was pretty much the end of the movie. But um, Rotten Tomato wasn't very kind <laughs> to this movie. Uh, it is rotten at 57%. So not too far away from actually Aww. being fresh. But yeah. IMDb does have it at 6.6 out of 10. So okay. where, where are you more in line with IMDb or Rotten Tomato score? Yeah, I mean, 
I think I'm I'm more in line with IMDb than Rotten Tomatoes. I wonder what the criticism is like. Mostly, uh, I don't know. I'm scared to look right now, but you know, I no, I, I thought I'm the scared. writing was clever. I thought it was you know, very yeah. very witty. You know, I thought it was funny. Um, some scenes are really hilarious. I think uh, Nathan Fillion, who plays Cliff, you know, uh, Eve's ex boyfriend. I thought he was great in this movie. Oh, that's the other callback or homage to Back mm. to the Future, where Cliff is like. Um, He's leaving her house because he came to came by to pick up some stuff, and he had his own. He's like, "Oh, I came to get my things," and she's like, "What? Your underwear?" He goes, "This is Ralph Lauren," you know. And then later on, yeah. Adam's like, "Uh, why? Why does he wear another man's, you know, box, mm-hmm. you know, underwear?" I I noticed that kind too. Like I noticed that yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. just like, yeah, there's some homages there. So yeah, I thought this was fun. I- <laughs> it was a fun movie. I like when he said uh, when he meets that girl and he's. She says her name is Heather, and he says, I don't believe I've ever heard right. that name before. <laughs> and that's funny, because at the time, that was a very popular name. Was it really in the 60s? No. Like, then. Then. In, in the 90s. Like, I knew a t- I know a ton of people named Heather. Like, I don't hear it as much now for kids. But back then, like, Heather was, like, one of the top names. So the fact he was like, I've never heard it. And that's why she laughed. She's like, oh, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> I've never heard that name before. So... I want to thank you again for uh, coming on the show. I'm glad that you guys, you know, you and the family did enjoy this movie. Yeah, we liked it. It is what it is. I mean, it's just a fun movie. It's not, you know, going to change your life or anything. <laughs> but it makes you think. Oh, it, it does. Um, There's another moment I want to throw out real quick because I was just looking how uh, at how this movie was PG-13, which you actually kind of look at it like, you know, it, it could be for a younger audience, too. But... um. There's a scene when Eve and Troy go to the porn store, the to the adult <laughs> bookstore because they're looking for Adam. Because Troy is like, "Oh yeah, we did stop by the adult bookstore earlier because Adam was really excited or something." <laughs> so they go inside there thinking that maybe the sh- uh, fallout shelter is beneath, you know, the bookstore. So they start stomping on the grounds, and there's this patron that's inside. He's got some movies <laughs> in his hands, and he's kind of weirded out by what's going on, and he's like backing away from these two crazy people stomping <laughs> in the middle of the floor. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I I feel like the things that got this, that rating like didn't have to be in there, and they could have easily made this PG. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, right. uh, so how, how old's your daughter? Thir- 14. 14. 14 now, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and, and she liked it. Yeah, she liked it. And so, I and I don't think there was anything inappropriate about it. Yeah, I mean they say they they dropped the s word I think like twice, maybe three times max, and that's it. Yeah, I heard the f bomb like twice, I think. Oh really? Yeah, and it was at a weird spot. It was like a um, it didn't have to be there. Interesting, because I feel like you you get one for a PG thirteen. Uh, yeah, but, it might have know. been one. It could have been either one or two, but I thought, hmm, that's interesting. But you know. It's nothing she doesn't hear at school. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I feel like I read a trivia that to keep it PG-13 in the adult store, they had to blur out all the, the cover boxes. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that was, okay. it, that I thought sense. it was very, fa- I thought it was pretty family friendly. I mean, with our little one, we obviously were more particular. But if if it's got language, we say, don't repeat that. <laughs> Right. That's our go-to yep. line. Yes. Yep. Don't I've heard that, that many times on the show. Yeah. I, and then I, I she says, the don't story. worry. Yeah. And then she'll yeah. say, don't worry. I won't repeat it. Like she beats us to it when she hears it. She says, I won't right. repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so again, why don't you tell the listeners uh, where they can find uh, you and Brock and maybe an episode they can uh, check out for the first time. So we just finished doing Karate Kid, which is probably like my favorite one that we have done. It's just so much go. fun, you know, because yeah. it's it's like my first look at karate. Like, not now, but then, <laughs> you right. know, so it's a lot of fun. And, and I can just like picture my husband's like his little his little self, like trying all these moves out. And so we tell fun stories about that. But you can find, you know, the podcast anywhere you can get a podcast, any of those apps. But uh, we're on Twitter. It's just you can rewind it. Facebook, you can rewind it. And um and we have an Instagram when I remember to post pictures. You can rewind it. And email. You can rewind it at gmail.com. Now, um, 
I did listen to your guys' Karate Kid 2 a while ago, you know, a long time ago, and you did say that was your favorite one. I don't want you spoiling it, but do you talk about the compa- you know comparing the two movies in there uh, on your episode? We do, we do a little bit, but we had okay. so much fun with this one, uh, and we try to keep it like at a certain time length, so it could have been way longer if we started get- getting into it. Um, debating which was better okay all right fair enough yeah but i hadn't seen i've actually seen two i think a lot more than i had seen the original so it was kind of cool to go back and watch it yeah i feel this i feel same you know uh, just because i i love gloria love maybe, oh, yeah. maybe that's why i watched two a little bit more uh, but for me, the listeners, uh, you guys can find uh, me on Twitter and Instagram at Podstalgic. Uh, you can find my content at CorteMparts.com, where I also host another show called We Got Five, where it's a weekly top five list show. Uh, we have a lot of fun. It is not safe for work. Just throwing that out there. And um, yeah, I want to thank uh, Alexa for uh, coming on the show again. Uh, please consider leaving an iTunes review oh, for the show. Thank you for show. having me. Oh, Absolutely. Um, if you guys haven't left a, a review yet, please consider doing so. That really help out the show and the visibility of it. And if you guys check out Alexa and Brock, please leave them one as well. Uh, really help us uh, independent podcasters out. So um, that'll do it. Hopefully, Alexa, you'll come back again at a, uh, for another episode sometime down the line here. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. It's always fun to join you. Likewise. And that'll do it for us. And we will see you guys later. He's got great Jumping to the beat, he's been dancing in the street. He's dressed so fine, got lots of loot. We like to call him Mr. Zoo. He drives a great big car, smokes a big cigar. He looks like a king and he acts like a star. When we see him drive by, he goes doo doo. We all shout, hey, Mr. Zoo. He's got purple suspenders and a yellow tie. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.